So as you can see in front of me, I have food all over the counter. I've decided to change up my diet a little bit. I don't know if you could see it, but in the front I have all vegan alternatives, plant-based meatballs. I have plant-based burgers. I am going to try this vegan diet out for multiple reasons. I always wanted to try a vegan diet probably right after the coronavirus pandemic started because I saw a list of different foods that were being consumed in China. They would eat snakes, they would eat different types of birds on top of chicken and other traditional meats that we eat in America. And that, that started to generate my curiosity when it came to my diet. Probably about a year back, I did start cutting out milk. I grew up drinking milk, I would drink whole milk. I used to think that fat-free milk and skim milk would taste like water so I wouldn't drink it. And I was told that milk is good for calcium, it's good for your bones. And I, I'm pretty active in the gym. I, I enjoy working out and I'm all about making gains like everyone else is. And that's, that's like a huge knock that I'm going to receive as to how I'm going to get my protein because protein is most important when working out and I'm going to lose weight on this. But I am trying to prove that wrong in a sense that you can still get gains from plant-based products. I mean, grains are loaded with protein. Beans are loaded with protein. Vegetables are loaded with protein. And you hear this a lot in bodybuilders. They're like, well, I need you know, uh, chicken or I need fish to be, you know, to be strong, to build muscle tissue. That is utter nonsense. The largest, strongest terrestrial animals on the planet are all herbivores. The biggest, strongest animals are all herbivores. Because the meat industry and dairy industries are, I don't wanna say that they're wrong with the commercials and all the products that they're putting out and saying that they're lying to the public, but there is a lot of untold truths about the nutritional value that we're receiving. And this is just something that I've been curious about for a while. So I actually, I started a couple days ago and a lot of people told me to kind of ease into it, but I pretty much cut meat cold turkey. Um, the only real meat that I had in my diet anyway was chicken. I really wanna, I wanna see changes throughout my body and the way that I feel. I. I feel great already, I, I wake up normal. Sometimes after I do eat meat though, I feel a little sluggish. I, I wanna see if that changes, but some of the foods that I do have in front of me are just traditional foods that I would eat anyway. I have avocados, potatoes, I have bread, pasta, pasta sauce, bananas. Other things that I've added though, I have a plant-based protein. I have edamame, I was eating broccoli already. I added more vegetables in my diet. I have mushrooms. And a, a lot of this really changed and wanted me, and this really pushed me forward with completely changing my diet was, I watched uh, What the Health on Netflix and it was directed by Kip Anderson. And he also a few years back directed another documentary, which 
basically went over the dairy industry and how facts and nutritional values are really misconstrued in that industry from the public. And basically he, Kip Anderson, he highlights and he correlates eating meats or having an animal-based diet to underlying factors that led to different diabetes or different cancers. And one thing that I learned from the very beginning was diabetes, right? We think diabetes and we automatically think, okay, sugar. It's the amount of sugar that that person is consuming. Is a diet that builds up the amount of fat into the blood. I'm talking about a typical meat-based, animal-based diet. You can look into the muscle cells of the human body and you find that they're building up tiny particles of fat that's causing insulin resistance. What that means is the sugar that is naturally from the foods that you're eating can't get into the cells where it belongs. It builds up in the blood and that's diabetes. Build up in your blood that essentially comes from the chickens, the steaks, the, the meats, even the fish, right? So a lot of people think that if they eat a lot of sugar, that could potentially give them diabetes when that's not really the case at all. Sugar is not what causes the plaque buildup in your blood, it's the meat. Even sugary snacks, yes, they're horrible for you when someone does have diabetes, but on top of the sugar, a lot of these snacks and a lot of these desserts, it's, it's the butter content and it's the other fat and it's the caloric intake. Right, so something that has a lot of sugar in it, cookies, cakes, they have butter in it also. And it's the butter that could potentially clog your arteries. Kip Anderson, he starts talking about the big business, right? American Diabetes Association, American Cancer Society. On their websites, they list diets that mainly consist of meat consumption, which ultimately contains the amount of fat that could lead to these illnesses or symptoms of down the road. So the American Cancer Society, they recommend even cutting out red meat and putting in more chicken, right? More chicken, more eggs to get your protein. Chicken and eggs are directly correlated with higher cholesterol. A lot of people will just cut out the egg yolks, eat the egg whites, they get more protein, right? But in reality, Still, the consumption of these foods, we're told that they're good for us. And chicken and eggs, high in saturated fat also. A high amount of saturated fat that is in chicken and eggs is directly correlated to high cholesterol. We just see all the good and they don't highlight the bad. I mean, why would they? These companies are making billions of dollars off of the consumer. He starts to go into the milk industry, the dairy industry, cheese, yogurt. It's good for us, right? It's good for our bones. We get the calcium from it. Human milk has the lowest protein content ever in any species ever tested. I mean, that's the fluid that's been designed by evolution over millions of years. And that's just like the perfect food for human babies, right? Perfect food, lowest protein content any other mammal. And so it gives a sense of uh, kind of protein so requirements for food. anything. So look, then rat milk, ape milk, donkey milk, any milk has ever been tested. All of the milk that we get from these cows, right? That we also get the steak from, we get our burgers from. The cows themselves, they're injected with so many different hormones and different steroids to try and bulk them up. 
So the milk is still receiving these hormones and these steroids because we're trying to pull the milk from the cows that are eventually don't, going to be consumed also. It started to steer my mind because I started to think of people that are lactose intolerant, right? So we're told that we need milk from a very young age. Most people in the world are lactose intolerant. I mean, that's the normal state of affairs. Why would your body create this enzyme to digest lactose after weaning, after infancy? It doesn't make any sense. 73% of African-Americans are lactose intolerant. 95% uh, of Asians, uh, roughly 70% of Native Americans, and about 53% of uh, Hispanic Americans are lactose intolerant. Our government is encouraging Americans of color to eat foods that it knows is going to make them ill. Ultimately, what that boils down to is the government is telling me as an African American to eat food that's gonna make me ill for no health benefit so that it will benefit uh, dairy farmers as a form of institutionalized racism. Physically, their bodies are telling them that they can't consume milk, which has been told to us from a young age that it's good for us. That just pretty much changed my mind when it came to milk in general. I, I'm not really, I don't heavily consume milk as it is because I didn't like the, I didn't like the way that it made me feel. Kip, he, he eventually gets an interview after trying with many people in all of these associations, American Heart Association, the cancer, diabetes. So he finally gets an interview with Robert Ratner, right? He is the chief scientific medical examiner for Diabetes Association. Found actually some studies, a 74 week study found that low fat vegan diet versus the ADA plan in type. I think we're done here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into an argument about Oh no, I was just wanted the studies of, uh, the studies of, that it, if, if this is true or if it shows that. If... Any diet works. Any diet works if people follow it. But if it's a diet that's not the proper diet, like if anyone follows a diet that they eat I can't, animals. I can't tell you what a proper diet is. I can tell you what an improper diet is. Who do we talk to about diet? You can talk to anybody you want. But that's interesting though, why not recommend a diet? Because the data don't exist to support it. But if I've see, we see data that we looked up, that supports it with like, you know, the NIH, the, uh, in Europe, the European, European We're done. The umbrella with these huge industries and associations, because these industries, They've been trying to confuse us when it comes to the things that we should be eating. If you think about it, if you go and Google something such as like a vegan-based diet, plant-based plant diet, meat diet, whatever. I was doing this the other week. The journalists that write these articles work for these different companies, right? So for example, I was looking up the benefits of a vegan diet. And one of the first things that came up was someone, she was knocking the whole vegan idea, plant-based idea, and just showing the highlights of having meat in your diet and all of the benefits from it. And I clicked on her name and that's all that she wrote about, just knocking vegans, plant-based diets. And it was her job to highlight the beneficial factors of having red meat, fish, chicken, eggs in your diet because she works for that company. Goes into the pharmaceutical companies as well. So if you really break it down, 
pharmaceuticals and these drug companies, they make millions of dollars, billions of dollars off of providing people medicine that will suppress their symptoms, so to speak. These medicines that we're consuming, they don't prevent these diseases that we're getting. They don't stop them. They just fight the symptoms and they make us feel better. But they're making millions of dollars off that. So big picture, you could argue that American Cancer Society and all of these big companies, when it comes to the prevention, they don't prevent it at all. These societies are funded and sponsored by companies such as Dannon, Kraft, Oscar Mayer, Tyson, Yum, which has KFC, Taco Bell, different fast foods under their belt, and Domino's. So all of these smaller fast food companies and food companies, you can say, fund these associations. They give them money to support their organizations. They give them money to potentially promote having meat and these foods in their diets. So it could potentially lead to Americans getting diabetes. So they have to get medicine to treat it. So in my mind, it's just, it completely put the pieces together as just an ongoing cycle of big business, right? These companies want money. And it, it really reminded me of the cigarette commercials. I didn't really get to see cigarette commercials, but we did get to see the Got Milk commercials, right? They were just commercials promoting the good, the good stuff from milk and calcium and other dairy products. But again, they, they're not highlighting the potential bad that we could receive from consuming their products. And Got Milk commercials are completely gone now, right? We don't, we don't see them anymore. Athletes were in them, uh, celebrities, just trying to promote it as much as they can. And even in schools, that's where the milk industry dominates. They try and get to kids early, letting them know that milk is important. You need milk in your diet, so you have to keep buying for as long as you live and you'll grow up to be big and strong, calcium in your bones. And a lot of the fast food companies, they are funded by government programs for their commercials, for their advertising, to keep the consumers consuming, right? So all of these are promoted to keep us buying their products, when in reality, there are many different documentaries and scientific evidence proven that, yes, fast food is bad for you, but they're still directly related to other meat companies and other dairy companies because they use their products. So you go into McDonald's, you'll see Yoplait, Dannon, yogurt, the healthier alternatives when in reality it's, I don't wanna say it's all bad for you because it affects people in different ways, but when you see the big picture and when you see the connective web and umbrella, it, it really, for me, it really got my mind going and it really wanted me to make a change. I just started working at a gym, so I've been bouncing different ideas off of trainers that work there, and vegan diets have been done by athletes, breaking records, winning gold medals, uh, power lifters, cyclists, boxers, 
And I, I just find it very interesting, the fact that plant-based and vegan diets potentially give you more energy. And I felt that over the past couple of days, but I, I should have been implementing more fruits and vegetables in my diet anyway, because I was one of the people that was just focused on the gains. And I just thought meat, meat, protein, eat a lot of chicken. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to this entire thing. And another thing that I wanted to add in was a lot of people, they're saying that chicken, just eat chicken over red meat and you'll be okay, right? But my idea is the amount of chicken that is being produced, it's produced at such a scary fast rate and it's so cheap that it makes you wonder how healthy is it for you? And I know after my due diligence of research that it's high in saturated fat and I've bought it from different places looking at different price ranges and it it really makes a difference after I eat it. I mean, it's, I'm, very, I'm very full after I eat it, uh, but that's probably directly correlated to the amount of fat that I'm consuming when I eat the chicken, right? So I've done my due diligence of my own research and what I feel is good for my body. Everybody's body is different. Um, everyone's diet is different. Again, I'm, I'm mainly doing this to challenge myself and kind of ride off the idea of you can't make gains unless you eat the steaks, the chicken, the fish, right? So I'm looking forward to this whole thing. The whole month of September, I'm going to do this. And if I really like it, then it'll leak into October and maybe later, later in my life. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this a try and I'm going to put my diet all over the free parking fitness page. So hope you guys give that a look. And I highly recommend watching this documentary. Now, I am not going to I'm not going to disrespect people if they eat meat or say like, oh, that's disgusting or try and get people off of meat diets because I love it. Like I burgers are my favorite food, like love chicken. But I'm again, this is all experimentation and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I, I hope you guys just join me along my journey when it comes to documenting all this and making all my meal preps and I guess we'll see how it goes and how it makes me feel and I'm actually I'm gonna I'm also gonna provide pictures of my body because what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to cut this this fat on my lower stomach and my sides and I feel as though this is really gonna help me after months of cardio years of cardio and my diet that I had before I really wasn't seeing a difference there, but I was seeing a difference on other places of my body, getting bigger legs, broader shoulders, bigger chest, getting stronger, things like that. So I'm looking forward to this whole thing and I hope you guys join me along my journey and enjoy.